0: tonight I want to speak about how you can have a strong uh, beginning in the new year and uh, some years ago uh, I went to Ikea and I bought frames you know I'm going to make now uh, advertisements for Ikea so I bought some nine frames and I wrote down nine values which I want to build my life on and here is in one frame big surprise why the big surprise Um, for me um, I believe that God can do everything God is in the positions of, of, of doing more than I ever can imagine or dream, right? But still, I have my limitations in my thinking of how I grew up, and I'm a Swiss guy, I think neutral. And I really do believe that God can do bigger things than I ever have seen in my life, bigger things that I ever can imagine, and that's why I wrote down big surprise. And here is a quote from D.L. Moody. He's a big evangelist. He traveled around the world and uh, he led thousands of uh, people to Jesus Christ. And he came out with a quote, uh, if God is your partner, if God is your partner, make your plans big. Make your plans big. And that's why I said to God, I have big faith actually, but surprise me. And surprise me means this is a prayer. God surprised me every year that I look back and say, God, you did more than I ever expected or even though I prayed you exploded my world into a new world and I see your kingdom became bigger than ever. That's why every day I see this frame, big surprises, God surprised me. And that's a little bit the topic. When you speak about faith, actually, comes always the question, how can we develop more faith in our lives? If you are here last Sunday, I preach about the, these five points. Faith, relationship, health, resources, and also work. And I ask you just to do uh, elevation from 1 to 10. For example, you're looking back to last year and say, okay, how was my faith actually? Or how was my relationship, my health? Is my belly gets more sexy, pecky? Or one pack, whatever, write it down, be be really, I mean, for me, be really honest, maybe give a five or a four, and then you see some areas, you grew crazy last year, and for that, you give God a praise report, and if you say, oh my gosh, I have some potential, then you ask the Holy Spirit, how can you develop those areas in your life and you become more and more like Jesus Christ, and what I would love to do for you guys, if you are in a small group or micro church or whatever, sit down. Take this um, a simple p- paper, write down, elevate, give you a number. And this is what I want to do uh, tonight. I have my small group, my boys' small group, and we will do that because I love to see how Dom and Dave are doing and they will be surprised about my areas. Because when you speak about faith, you need more faith or the frame but God surprised me when you speak about faith. Often people say, you just have to believe. If you believe, then it is enough. But sometimes, how can I have more faith? How can I believe? It's just something, come on, you can do it. Like Roger, like Tokovic, like come on, you can do it. Is it like this? Or you are just positive. How can you develop faith in your life? And the Bible uses the biggest role model, the biggest example of, of being a man of faith, and a woman of faith is Abraham and Sarah in the Old Testament. Have you ever wondered why Abraham and Sarah, why not Noah? Why God not saying to Noah, Noah, you are the role model of faith. No, Ro- Noah was the only um, righteous man on his time. Did you know that? Only Noah's family were righteous. The rest were not righteous. And God said, I choose you and you built the ark. Why have not God said to Moses, Moses called to be the friend of God. Why is not Moses the man of faith? Because Moses had an amazing history, he was saved in the Nile, because Pharaoh made a decision to kill all the firstborn, and the mom took no, and Moses put into a basket and into the Nile, and somebody saw him and saved him out of the water. Moses means saved out of water, and Moses' story became his calling in his life. And life, he said, the people of God are starving; they're going to do the same thing what I did. And Moses made the decisions, I want to help the people of God. I want to save them as people saved me. But what about Abraham? Has Abraham ever built the ark? Has Abraham ever built, saved people? No, Abraham, his life, when you read the Bible, there's no background. No background. Write it down, no background. And God is saying, Moses had the background, Noah had a background, but Moses didn't have that background. God is saying, we are in the same boat. It's a message for all of us. And God is saying, what I did with Abraham and Zara, it's the same thing what I want to do with you. And the word of Abraham and Sarah was obedient. Do you know that obedient is the love language of God? Because Abraham and Sarah could say, oh, we don't have a background. We're just normal people. But God they gave, them, gave them a calling, and they were obedient and obedience is always the key being successful in the kingdom of God. Let's dive into an amazing story, what God said to Abraham and also Zara in Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. Leave your native country, maybe for some internationals, you say, ah, yeah, we know all about, you know, Swiss people say, yeah, we are living always already in heaven. Your relatives and your family's father's family, and go to the land that I will show you. Explain this to your wife. Where are we going? I don't know. Are we there yet? I don't know. It's not so much substance, right? But I will, I will make you into a great nation. But Abram had not even one child. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? I will bless you, make you famous, and you will be a blessing to others. We love the second part, right? The second part is awesome, it's super, count me in God. But what about the first part? And God is saying, Abraham and Sarah, they had the calling of God and they will be obedient. That will be for a Swiss guy or for American people, it will be like the American dream is, you have your house, your swimming pool and also your trampoline. And now you're building, buying a Tesla because going green. And you have everything in store, your kids going to school and your wife is happy and you're super happy too. And all of a sudden, God sneaks in and said, "Now Tesla is over, trampoline is over, your house is over, American Dream is over. Leave everything what you built up so far." You will say, "Yes, come on, that's good, yeah, hallelujah!" Oh, that's the moment. Say, "No, don't, don't come to me. Go, t- go to Dan. He lives in Poppleson. There's not a big deal to leave Poppleson. but not me. You know, you know, talking." And this is not crazy. God comes out of nowhere, from nothing. And Abraham and Sarah said, if this is the calling of God, we want to be obedient. And when you're stepping out in faith, actually, and this is what we want to talk this week in our small group. Stepping out in faith means you're going in four zones. You experience four different zones. And the best way to explain this is also with the eagle and the eagle's nest and then point number one is the comfort zone means you're leaving the control. You're leaving also the habits, the security, and also the routines. Leaving something sounds easy, but when you leave something, people say, are you sure? Have you ever heard the word for, is from the Lord or was just your own imagination? You know what I mean? If you leave something, you tell your dad and mom, we're leaving. They will say, yes, come and leave. Go to Australia. No, they will cry. Are you really sure? Stay here, right? Isn't that true? And we read this as a romantic book, but here are some nuggets involved. And the best way to explain this is with an eagle. A small eagle grows in... In the eagle's nest, right? It's, it's super, super small. A small eagle is so happy. That's my life. I grew up in the eagle's nest, like Wallisell and Dübendorf. That's my place. And it's so cool because the eagle has to do nothing. The mom comes every day. It's like an inclusive buffet. Thanks, mom. Banana, apple. At apple a day keeps the doctor away. The banana is actually also going green. Oh, and he eats and eats and getting bigger and fatter and bigger and bigger and bigger. This is cool here because all inclusive. Woohoo! One day the mother says, I believe you can fly. I believe you can touch the sky. And the ego said, Mom, I don't like your singing. Just bring me the food. I'm hungry. I'm starving. This is all-inclusive life. You do the dishwashing, the grocery, everything is good because you are born. I'm born to do nothing. And he's very hungry. And mom, what's up? What's up, mom? <whistles> This Is how an eagle grows up. Have you ever figured out that we have everyone an air in your life? You're getting a little bigger, too fat, maybe. You're reading the Bible, you know every Bible verse, but God's saying, You know a lot, but now is the time to do action steps. And there's the moment when a mother says, You are born to fly. Then God kicks you out from the comfort zone. You have to understand. By eagle is very simple. Mom says you are supposed to fly. You can fly. You're an eagle. And mom says A or B. Is what is A? A means you jump out and you start to fly. Okay. What is B? Oh, B is easy. I kick you out and then you will fly. Oh, okay. Mom, I take C. And she says there's no such thing as a C. A or B, choose. It knows A and B both are not good. Both means I have to leave the comfort zone. You, you know, leaving the comfort zone is a fight. You're struggling. You're wondering why in the world should I speak, jump out and fly because I never flew before. We even now, every one of us, we know situations like this where God challenges you to step out your nest. It can be like in your leadership. It can be in your family. It can be in your nation in a church, whatever. I remember before COVID hit, (laughs) I remember there was a life without COVID, right? Is anyone you remember the life without COVID? It was. Two years ago, there were no such thing as COVID. We were just people. No mask and and like free, really. We were free. A guy approached me and said, Pastor Leo, the church of the future will be a hybrid church. I said, what do you mean by a hybrid church? He said, people come into the building but more people will watch online from around the world and that will become a new reality. You have to become a hybrid church. I said, yes, I hear you, but I don't get it. Have you ever had these moments, you hear something, but you don't get it? It was me. He said, but, but Leo, but Leo, this is the future. I said, yeah, I hear you, but I don't get it. Because there's no, there was no reason for us to be a hybrid church, Right. Then COVID came. God kicked me out from the comfort zone. All of a sudden, we became a hybrid church because God forced us to become a hybrid church. Can you imagine now of ICEF conference? We have people in Brazil. They don't have to fly in anymore. You save money. You save jet lags, everything. And now we're reaching more people like in Rio, in Poland, around the world. They're not flying in. Just those people, they're living around this hall. They will come and we reach more people than ever. This became a new reality, but I heard that before COVID, and I said, no, 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 no. We know how to do church. No, 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 no hybrid. Another thing is a guy, I was a business guy, he approached me. I have a lot of friends actually, yeah. And he said, Aliyah, I've thought about church planting. I think church planting is always expensive. Why why you could not have like a building and you have some cameras and you stream? And then people, they, they come together in a house or in a garage or in a coffee store. And they just get like 5, 6, 20 people, like a hub or like a microchurch. I don't know the name. And you stream. And they can do church wherever they are in a valley or far away from Zurich. And there's a lot of people. They are business people. They, they, they are loving the business, but they want to also be pastor. But if there's a screen and you have the message and everything, what they can do is like the shepherding part. I said, yeah, I, I hear you, but I don't get it. Have you ever had this moment? I hear you, but I don't get it. And then COVID came. COVID was for us not a curse, a blessing. Because when COVID came, a family from Germany approached me and said, Pastor Leo, we want to start a microchurch in Germany. I said, you cannot. Find a church in your area that said, no, 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 no. ICL Zurich is our church. And he said, we gather like five, eight people every Sunday morning in my apartment, coffee and breakfast and everything. And we watched the message on the screen. And all of a sudden, I heard it, but I didn't get it. COVID came and God kicked us out from the comfort zone. Have you ever had this moment? Another example is, Another business guy said to me, you should uh, start the XR studio. Maybe you're wondering what is the XR studio. Here's a picture of the XR studio and you see it and you say, I see, but I don't get it. You see, this is the new technology. If you do this, you can rent it out to companies and then you can use it for the church. And unfortunately, you cannot buy this in China because there's no, 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 um, no standard actually. We had our team... They fixed every cable, everything, handmade, every single cable by hand the last couple of days. People from all over Germany. And the XR studio costs us more than one million Swiss money. And why I'm telling you this. We have an XR studio. And I don't get it. How we can use it for us as a church. He said, it's all new. When you have it, you have new opportunities. You can do so many things and you can do this and this. What exactly can we do? He said, I don't know. It's you. You know it. And I'm here saying, wow, we bought it. We built it up and we are ready. I don't get it. I don't understand. So often, dear friends, you're in a situation, you don't get it. You don't have the full entire picture but that's not the point. The comfort zone means struggles. You hear something, God kicks you out and it does something in you because you don't have the solution and you don't have seen the promises fulfilled so far. Can I hear an amen? <laughs> and that's the point. God said to Abram, Leave. The second zone is the fear zone. What is the fear zone? The fear zone is by an eagle. Moment when he could jump by himself, but he doesn't jump by himself. He looks down and says, Oh my gosh, what if I'm not able to fly? It's super high, there's no escalator, no elevator, nothing. If I'm not able to fly, I'm super dead. How can I trust my mom? She didn't brought me the food anymore. See, she's in a very special season. You know what an eagle does? Nothing. The mom comes, pushes the eagle to the edge of the nest, and then the mom she does the kicking. And when the mom kicks the eagle out, this happens. Ah! He tries to fly. Please on the line the word try tries to fly but he tries as hard as possible and he's not able to fly why the fear zone we're going from glory to glory from level to level from anointing to anointing the two means i'm not in the nest anymore but i haven't seen the promise fulfill you are in the middle of nothing you cannot go back And the new hasn't started yet. And you're not even able to fly. And that's the fear zone. Whenever you leave something in faith, comes always the fear zone. And there is nothing wrong with you. Doesn't mean you're not a good Christian. Just means you are in the transition. And a transition, it's not cool. It's not cozy. It's not comfortable. It's not secure. Josie Bigger, just tell us about your comfort zone, what you left and how you handled the whole fear zone.
1: Thank you. (laughs) A few years ago, um, I was in London and I was sitting there. It was a women's conference with thousands of women and we were praising God together. And I've never felt that um God's presence so strongly like in that moment. So I dropped down on my knees and I prayed to God and I said to him, God, you can have it all. You can have my whole life, do whatever you want to, write a story with my story, Um, you're from now on the author of my life, send me wherever you want me to go. That was my prayer, Um, and I had just pronounced the amen, and then God really started writing um, my story, and I I felt like a woman was sitting next to me, and she um, tapped me on the shoulder, and she said, uh, and I was like oh okay hi and we start talk, uh, talking about the ICF about the internship and I, I uh, back then I didn't know what ICF is um, so we, we talked about and was very interested um, and then I, I had the feeling that God was speaking through her to me and he was saying Josie um, leave your native country and go to Switzerland and at that moment I was like Oh, come on, it's a good adventure, right? So I flew back, I quit um, my apartment, Um, I dropped out of college, Um, I go back home to my mother's house, I got the acceptance from the ICF, and I was so on fire, and then 10 days before the ICF was going to start, I realized what it means to leave your native country. Because the old things, I, I knew I cannot go back. I already quit my apartment. I already started and had the acceptance and I knew I have to go. And then I had this feeling, the moment of the fear. And I knew, okay, leaving your native country means leaving your family, leaving your friends, leaving your college, leaving your hobbies, your favorite coffee shop, your favorite rest- restaurant, everything like, that was built up your life. And I think you can relate to that, right? and i was standing there and was like god i have so much fear the internship didn't start yet and i hadn't a flat like 10 days before it started and i was nervous i was shaking i had so much fear i didn't know what to do and i cried to god i said help me and then there was this voice in my head and it's like did you really it right is it the way was god speaking to you really what about your finances will it work I mean, Switzerland is a totally different country. It's different in the language, different in the currency, different with the people, different with the waste separation, right? Paper and carton is different, right? <laughs> and I was there, I was like, okay, I tried to minimize my fear. I try to ignore my fear, but it was so real. And I know the o- I knew the only thing that I can do is to counter it with the truth. And the truth that came in my mind was Psalm 23, where it says, even when you go through the valley of death, I have no fear because God is with me. I have no fear because you're with me. And then I started to write down all of my fears on a piece of paper. I wrote it all down. It was really a long list. And then I started to proclaim and I said, still I believe Still, I have no fear. Still, you are my God and you will guide me through. You will go before me and behind me. There is a way because you are the way maker. You're the promise keeper. You are the author of my life. And I needed to trust.
0: Wow. Thank you, Josie, for this amazing testimony. I mean, you hear this. It's always easy when you hear someone else. But what is... God approaches you and says, leave everything what you have. Uh, In Genesis chapter 12, verse 2, God is saying to Abraham and Sarah, I will make you into a great nation. You have to hear that when you are in the fear zone. I will bless you and you make you famous and you will be a blessing to others because what Abraham and Sarah felt was like (laughs) the zone where you're not even able to fly. That's the moment you take Bible verses out and say, when God gives a calling, he does the rest. What God orders, he will pay for the bill, actually. And that's, that's very important to know it. The zone number three is actually the learning zone. The learning zone for Abraham and Zadon for an eagle is very, very simple. The mom comes, kicks the eagle out. Now, he tries to fly, tries to fly, <laughs> but then an eagle... Gives everything like this. Oh my goodness, I knew it. It doesn't work. In five, four, three, two. I believe you can fly. I believe you can touch the sky. I will touch the ground. In one second, God, you said jump and I did it. Oh my goodness, in one second. In the last possible moment, comes the mother from behind. She stretches the wings, and she catches the small eagle on her wings. That's the quote you heard, you can never fall deeper into the hands of God Almighty. But then, that moment, the mom turns around and says to the kid, Hello, it's me. Oh, I know that song. It's from Mom Odell. That's such a beautiful song in that moment and God catches you, right? You can never fall deeper, but the mother, she says nothing. Do you know why she says nothing? She thinks you don't have any clue about the learning zone. The mom flies up to the nest, puts the small eagle in the nest, kicks him out again, he tries to fly again catches, says nothing, goes to the nest, put into nest, kick it out, tries to fly. Again, catches, put to the nest, kick it out. The learning zone is a learning zone. You are learning forward or you're failing forward, whatever you call it. And a small eagle, he tries to fly, but he's not able to fly. Sometimes it goes for three, four hours with no break. No time for a coffee, for praise and worship, for reading the Bible. That's not the moment. The learning phase is sometimes very hard. You let something go, you try it. In leadership, you start a small group, you start your own business. God gave you a word and you learn failing forward many, many times. And it's not always you leaving and everything works according what you believe. But in that zone, God... Will never leave you, God will never forsake you, He's always with you. Hello, it's me. But then comes the moment when the eagle, the zone number four, the growth zone, the growth zone is so cool. The growth zone is amazing. The growth zone is gigantic. The growth zone is wow. I mean, but that the eagle starts to fly. Woo, I can, I can, wait, hey, hello, hey, hello, I can fly. Hey, I can fly. I'm not stupid. I'm an eagle. I can fly. You say, come on, calm down. You're an eagle. You're supposed to fly. No, I can, I can fly. Woo, it works. And the eagle starts to fly. And it comes to a moment What I love most about that story. In all the zones, in the comfort zone and fear zone and learning zone, you never say thanks to God. Do you know why not? You are confused. You're always confused. Is this really God? Is this really here? But when you start to fly, you know what the eagle does? He says, oh my gosh, I felt the all-inclusive buffet. That's it. God saw something in me. I didn't saw it. Wow, God, God, he's the biggest believer, the biggest supporter. He equips me. He also kicks me. He's the kicker, the clipper, everything. And that's the moment when you start to praise God for everything what God did, what he didn't understand in the past. And you start praising the Lord like never before. If God gives you a call to step out in terms of money, whatever is the calling of God, please Never forget, you're going to four zones. Doesn't matter how strong your faith is. There's always the comfort zone you leave. And it's not so easy as you think it is. You're reaching always the fear zone. You cannot go back anymore, but you haven't seen the promise fulfilled. And it's not so easy. But there's always a learning zone. You're failing forward for many, many times. But then when you see the growth zone, you're able to fly with say, I, I, I will never go back anymore. And that's the moment when you experience that situation and you have people in your small group and they are not sure, should I leave the comfort zone? You say, yes, do it. I did it so many times. It works. You, it works because you become the biggest supporter because you made experience so many times. That's not a message for if you get saved for once. It's a never-ending story, actually. For us as a church, God kicks us out in many, many areas to leave the known, what he did for many, many years. And we haven't yet seen the promise fulfilled, but we believe that the best is yet to come. Don't be stick in the old. There's something new in front of you. In the beginning, it it looks like you're losing everything, but then you say, oh my God, who lives in such a small eagle nest? Who in the flipping world it's the same thing by giving. Do you know that? By giving. The first time when I started to give, I felt, oh, the church wants to rob my money. But now, after many years, I say, no, it's not about the church. It's about my heart to be generous. And even though if, if there's no bucket to the rose, or even though if I cannot give, then I will give at home. Because I made experience in terms of giving as well. I cannot outgive God. He's always the bigger God, and after a while, if people are greedy in the church, I don't understand you anymore. Say, what? You're talking about this? Have you ever made this experience? You don't understand people all of a sudden, not anymore. Because you have made an experience, you're able to fly